Amen. Well, listen, have a seat where you are today. We are so glad to see each and every one of you. Those of you who are joining us here in person today, it's great to see you. Those of you who are joining us online, it is great to know that you are out there. We do know that you are out there, and we are so thankful that you are joining us. Listen, today is Back to School Sunday, and that is the weirdest thing to say because it was starting to feel like we didn't know if we'd ever go back to school. In fact, I calculated as I was preparing today and for the majority of our students, whether they are going back in person or online virtually, it will have been between 145 to 190 days since they were last in the classroom. Do you realize that a school year is 180 days? They have almost had a full academic year not in the classroom. So I'm gonna tell you what, our students and our teachers, they're going to need our prayer. And we're going to do that today. We're going to pray over them. But also, school supplies didn't get any cheaper during the break. So every year for Back to School Sunday, we like to do just a few little drawings for a teacher, a middle school, high school student, and an elementary student, and just have a little gift card that we give out to just say, hey, this is to help with your school supplies. So I'm going to do that really quickly. Let's see who our teacher is can't grab one, can't grab one. Miss Mariah Bailey, we'll pass these out afterwards. Miss Mariah Bailey is a student services teacher at Family Christian School, so we've got that gift card for her. All right, this is, I think, high school and middle school. Lily Measley, she's right over there. I'll give this to you afterwards. You don't have to get up right now. Lily is a freshman in high school this year, a freshman in high school. All right, our elementary student. Macon Davis. <laughs> He'll get this afterwards. Maybe, I don't know, Christine, Adrian, if you don't want us to tell him he won it, you, you, you guys can keep it. I'll let that be y'all's decision. <laughs> We'll give that to them. But listen, we just want to honor our, our teachers and students. We have in our church, as I was going through our registry and looking at all of the people in our church to kind of put these together, you would be amazed at how many educators that we have that are a part of our church family and our church extended family. And so we just value educators so much around here. We know they do the hardest job um, around. And so we just want to thank them and honor them. All right, listen. Today also, and this is happening right now, and our New Life kids are already in class having a great time, but today we are giving out Awana Awards. And so to those of them that are at home, don't worry. If you're not here today, Pastor Haley has your awards and certificates, and she will get those to you. But we want to honor them. This is our Sparks group. This is our youngest group of Awana kids. And on Wednesday nights, they meet, and they have fun, and they learn Scripture they learn the word of God. They have a great time. And we are so proud of those kids. And then we also have our older group, which is our TNT Truth and Training. And these young people, the same thing. They're learning scripture and learning the word of God every Wednesday night. And they've been working hard to earn points all through that. And so they're receiving some certificates today to just say, we are so proud of our next generation kids and so thankful for our leaders who faithfully serve them every single week to teach them the word of God. One more thing, and then I am going to get into the word today. We are having a new way to partner with one of our outreach partners, and that's RIFA. And there is a reason that we're doing all of this right now, because it all goes along with the whole focus of today, which is back to school. 
and we are going to be partnering with RIFA. They are putting together a new canned food drive. September is end hunger month. And in the month of September, they are aiming to raise 100,000 pounds of non-perishable food for RIFA. And so we are going to do our part. We are going to be collecting canned food and non-perishable food for RIFA beginning next Sunday all the way through September 20th. And you can bring those items to the church and deliver them here. Or if you would like to donate, you can actually do that through our online giving and specify that you would like to, for that donation to go specifically to RIFA. And we will use that to purchase non-perishable food. Miss Lorene Crone helps us with that. Every time we need to, she will make that run and buy as much mac and cheese and canned food as she can get with whatever donation that you send in. This is going to be posted on our Facebook page, that list of items. But this food really does go to help kids in our community who are going to be hungry on the weekends. And so we want to do whatever we can to make sure that RIFA is stocked up and ready for this school year because they've been doing the hard work over this pandemic of making sure and helping to see that our community has been fed. And so we want to help restock their surplus. All right? All right, well, listen, we're going to get into the word today. I've titled today's message, 104 Days of Summer Vacation. Now, if you have a child or you're young, you'll know the reference to that is from a cartoon called Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb are two little brothers in a cartoon who have 104 days of summer. And every day they find something new to do. And it's always crazy big over-the-top things. And they have a sister named Candace who tries to bust them all of the time. But every day they do something crazy. Not one day do they say, you know what, let's just lay on the couch and watch Marvel movies. That never happens. They do something big and crazy every single day. And so I'm going to tell you how I came to that title of 104 Days of Summer Vacation here in a moment. But we're going to get straight into the Word with Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. This will be on the screen so you can follow along with us as well. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. God, your word is you. This is an expression to us of who you are. And so, God, we lean into your word today, and we ask that you would just speak to our hearts, that you would equip us and prepare us for the seasons and days in front of us, that your Holy Spirit would lead and guide us. Father, I ask that you would let your Holy Spirit flow through me today as I share your word, and I ask that it would be your words that you would have me speak today. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend in high school, um, his name is Jack Curtin, and he, he's a musician in Chattanooga, and he has this song, and I, I love the title of it. The title of the song is Don't Lose Your Heart Out There. And 
as I read this verse, that phrase kept coming back to me at the end where it says, do not grow weary and lose heart. And that phrase, don't lose your heart out there, just kept coming back over and over to me. And I'm going to tell you what, it's pretty easy to lose your heart out there. It is pretty easy to lose heart. I mean, because it seems like just when you think maybe things are getting a little bit better, man, something else can happen. And it can feel so easy to lose heart. And I want to encourage you today because for some of you, you haven't stopped working. And I, let me tell you, if you are an essential worker and you have not stopped working, thank you from the bottom of my heart, from our heart as a church family, thank you to our doctors and nurses and our grocery store workers and our truck drivers and all of you who have continued to work incessantly to make sure that everyone has what they need. But for all of us, this beginning of school is like a shift, right? Even if we aren't involved in school going to class as a teacher or a student, there's something about those school supplies being put out there in the stores that just lets us know in our mind that there's a shift taking place, right? The season is kind of changing. And there's a lot of stuff still going on in our world, and none of that has ended just because we're going back to school, obviously. But there's a shift that takes place. And I have really felt strongly that as our kids are preparing to go back into whatever this year is, that there's a shift that's taking place. And it is important that we remember the Savior who died on the cross for us and that we make a decision that we will not grow weary and we will not lose heart. Don't lose your heart out there, people. Don't lose your heart. Don't grow weary. God's still sitting on the throne, and Jesus is sitting on the throne. Don't lose your heart. A couple, a quick story here. I don't know how many of you are on social media, if you are, like, you know, who knows? It's up and down. You never know from one day to the next. But there's been kind of, you know, a couple different kinds of people during all of this. And there are the Phineas and Ferbs. Like I said, Phineas and Ferb, every day they had a new adventure, right? And there's been some people during this time, I call them the busy people. They've added additions to their house. They've tiled floors. They've learned to bake bread. They've sewed. They've done every day. They've come up with something new to keep themselves busy. Thank you for, to those people. I, on the other hand, have kind of swung the opposite direction. Um, I've seen every Hallmark movie that's been made. Mm -hmm. All of them. All of them. Right? There's several different kinds of people. We handle stress in all different kinds of way, right? And when you're stuck at home, some people are like, you know what? I got this bread maker when I got married 20 years ago. Now is a good time to pull it out. I'm going to learn to make bread. And every day they're doing something, right? They're keeping themselves busy. They're trucking along. And then there's other people who are like, well, I had a nap earlier, but now after I've eaten, seems like another good time for a nap, right? So I'm just going to keep taking some naps. Which brings me to one of my favorite stories in the Bible about a young man named Eutychus. And Pastor Jeremy and I were talking, and he said, you know, you don't hear preachers preach this story a lot. And I said, well, of course not, because it's basically about a kid who dies because a preacher preached too long. So... 
Acts chapter 20, verses 7 through 12, the story of Eutychus. What's funny is, is that this story is about Paul, but it's being written by Luke. And I love it because I feel like that Luke is kind of like, he's telling us what happened, but he's also giving us his little bit of a point of view on things. Do you know what I mean? So he says, it's the first day of the week and we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people and because he intended to leave the next day, he kept on talking till midnight. He was going to leave, guys. He had to tell them everything he knew and he had to tell them right then. So he kept talking till midnight. This also happens when preachers don't get to preach very often and then when they do get to preach, they have to tell you everything that they know. So if I go a long time, don't you know what happened? There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting, and seated in a window was a young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. That's, 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 my, that's where Luke was letting us know, right? He was going on and on. <laughs> when he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story window and was picked up dead. Paul went down. Now, let me tell you, nothing will end a message worse than this. Paul did not want to, like, leave town on this note. It says, Paul went down and threw himself on the young man, put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs and again broke bread and ate. After talking until daylight... He left. You know, there is something to be said that raising somebody from the dead probably gives you a second wind. It says the people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. So listen, in this season, there are some people who have been busy like Phineas and Ferb. And some of us are like, wow, it's warm and toasty up here. I'm just going to keep taking naps. And so all of us can find ourselves in one of those positions, right? I had a friend who was talking, and we were like, you know, you need to slow down and take it easy. And she said, I need to be busy. I need to be busy, because if I'm busy, I'm not thinking about what else is going on. And we can find ourselves in kind of both of those places, you know. We can find ourselves where we're busying ourselves so that we're not thinking about what's going on, and we're just kind of keep going, keep going, keep going. And sometimes we can find ourselves like Eutychus, who we're just so tired of listening that we find ourselves sound asleep, much to our detriment. As I read that little story of Eutychus, I thought about myself, and I thought, well, I may not have fallen out of a window, but there's been several days where I've fallen down a rabbit hole called the Google search engine. And I'm like, hmm, let me search that, <laughs> right? And then three hours later, I'm still searching. I've fallen down a rabbit hole. And that rabbit hole has pulled me further and further towards death and further and further away from life. And so many times we can get so busy that we're busy, 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 and we're so busy that we're pulled away from really life. It's not always the dark that puts us to sleep. Sometimes it's the never-ending day. And I don't know about you, but there's, we've had this kind of running joke, and I know I'm not the only one who's made this joke. I don't know what day it is. I don't have a clue. You ask me on a Tuesday or Wednesday what day it is, I'm going to be like, eh, eh, I don't really know, right? 
And you know, we're just going and every day it's the repeat of the same. And every day there's the news bulletin that tells us how many people this and how many people that and what this country's doing and what's happening over here and who said what. And the next thing you know, we have been lulled to sleep by being too awake. We're so aware of everything going on that we are completely asleep to real life. And it is such a scary place to be because do you know that if you don't rest, you die? That you cannot stay awake for hours and hours and hours on end. At some point, your body shuts down on you. And let me tell you, your spirit man is the same way. And if you do not get some rest that is only found in the presence and word of God, you will begin to shut down in your spirit. And those rabbit holes and those days of being too awake and too busy and too consumed with too many other things will find you in a place where you are wide awake, but your spirit man is dying from no rest and no nourishment from God. We might need to shake ourselves out of this never-ending summer so that we don't fall out of a window. There's a big shift. And today, I want to encourage all of us, teachers, students, parents, adults, no matter where you are, today, let's just take a deep breath and let's find the horizon. Let's take a deep breath. And let's let our spirit rest. Because here's what I can promise you. The number lists will be up tomorrow. And they'll be up the next day. And there will be one news report that says this and one news report that says completely the opposite. And there will be an election and there will be whatever. And there will be problems and there will be turmoil. And those things will go on and on and on and on. But only one thing is sure and true, and that is God and his word. And so, I'm going to take a deep breath, and I'm going to breathe in some grace, and I'm going to breathe in some reminders that I'm not God and neither are you, <laughs> and neither is any man God. And I'm going to let my spirit man take a rest in Jesus. But how do we do that? How do we shift our busy and tired minds to a new perspective. I have a couple of verses that I have kind of just said, this is going to be my prayer, especially in these coming weeks, these particular verses. And if you write these down, I want to encourage you to, to make a note of these few little verses because I really feel like that they are a great way to kind of start our day and reorient our perspective when we go in and face the day. The first one is Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the first thing that I can do to shift my focus. Now listen, shifting my focus does not mean I'm turning a blind eye. I'm not denying the realities of what's going on in the world. I'm just reminding myself that there's still someone bigger than the world. 
And I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do whatever I can do to help my world and my community. But I'm going to remember that there's someone bigger than the world. And so while I'm trucking along, it's not actually my job to carry the weight and burden of this world. I do my part, and I trust God. And it will be foolish to the world around us. But it's what we have to do. So to shift my perspective, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say to my spirit man and to myself and to God, God, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will. I have a lot of suggestions about things that would be good for the will of God. You ever had some suggestions for God? You're like, you know, I went to college. I have an education. I mean, I think I've got some good ideas, right? And so we like to make a little list for the Lord. You know, if you could just do this. And meanwhile, God's like, well, you just go on about that, and you'll get a lot more peace when you quit trying to worry about what you think needs to be done. And you'll just say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to shift my perspective, and I'm going to begin to pray for his will. You know that builds your faith. It builds your faith when you trust God enough to know that he actually is in control and that he knows best. Number two, Psalms 51.10. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. I don't know about you, but every day I need to pray and ask God to create in me a new heart. Especially after I get off of social media or turn the news off. I got to be like, Lord, create in me a new heart towards that person and that person. <laughs> but create in me a new heart. Let me tell you, when you need to shift your perspective, the best thing that you can do is ask God to just create in you a new heart. And while you're at it, say, God, create in me a new heart that is modeled after yours. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Wishy-washy spirits don't stand up in storms. And when our spirit man is thrown about all over the place, that's not steadfast. What are the fruits of the spirit? Peace, love, joy, gentleness, self-control. These are the fruits of a steadfast spirit. So God, I pray, I need my focus right. Create in me a new heart and renew a steadfast fast spirit within me. I need some steadfastness in a world that's like riding a tilt-a-whirl. It is. You go to Walmart and you realize <clears throat> this world is unhinged and there's no steadfastness in it. And things change from one day to the next. God, you are sure your promises are yes and amen. There is an eternity with you at the helm of it. Not me. Not the news. Nobody but you at the helm of it, God. So God, create in me a new heart, a soft heart, a loving heart, a heart after Jesus, and renew your spirit within me. 
Number three, Psalms 119.37. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Ooh. I may have to, I need to sit for this one kind of. Turn my eyes from worthless things. Worthless things. When you start to think about how many worthless things we fixate on. Now listen, I'm not telling you that there's something wrong with enjoying life a little bit and watching a movie or listening to music or spending time with your friends. or That's not worthless, okay? But when we get consumed by worthlessness, when we get consumed by things that have no value to them and no longevity to them, we get consumed by things of this world. And what do we know about the things of this world? They are wasting away. So when we get consumed by worthless things, it is very easy for our perspective and our focus to get off balance. So Lord, turn my eyes from worthless things and preserve my life according to your word. I need some blinders some days, right? To help me focus. Number four, Psalms 119.10. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Let me tell you something. When you're really looking for something, you're focused. And I'm not talking about like my kids looking for the t-shirt that they can't find, but I know is in their room. That's not what I'm talking about. Right? I'm talking about when you really want something, when you really want something and you begin to seek it out, you focused on it. If somebody told you today, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars, all you have to do is go on Amazon and spend it within an hour. I bet you'd seek out some things to spend it on. How many supermarket sweep has been put on Netflix. It's hysterical. I remember watching that show in the early 90s, right? And they would send people with a shopping cart and they would have to fill their shopping cart up with the most expensive items. And whoever's total was the most expensive, like one, right? And you would see these people and the first thing they would do, they knew where the expensive things were, right? Like your kids back to school shoe shopping, they know where the most expensive pair is. It's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a, a magnet that draws them, right? And in supermarket sweep, they'd get their shopping carts and they'd take off and they would all run and they would start with like meat, right? These big racks of ribs and things that cost a fortune and fill up their cart because they knew what had value and they went straight to it. When this says, I seek you with all of my heart, listen, we seek a lot of things in life. But if we will get focused on seeking something that has value to it, that fills up our cart. That fills us up when we begin to seek things that have value. Seek out God with all of your heart and do not stray from your commands. Listen, I don't know how you've been during this time. If you've been a Phineas and Ferb, fantastic. I like homemade bread. Send it my way. I'll eat it while I'm watching Hallmark movies. Okay? I, I don't know. 
We've all had some different ways of coping with life's unsureties lately, right? But don't get so busy and consumed with everything going on. That verse, you know, it says, it says, let it throw off everything and sin. You know, some things aren't sin, but they still weigh us down. Everything. And if you've been so busy and consumed that you find yourself awake but with no rest, it's time to shift your perspective today. And if you've found yourself lulled to sleep and your spirit man is just snoozing, it's time to wake up before you fall out a window. Catch yourself before God has to fall on you and revive you. He will. He's faithful to do it. But if you can catch yourself before you fall out of that window, boy, you save yourself a lot of heartache. Today, I want to encourage you. Don't lose your heart out there. It's so easy to do, guys. It's so easy to do. And listen, we're getting ready to pray over our young people and our teachers. And young people, I implore you, don't lose your heart out there. There's so many things that want to stick their hands into your heart. There's so many things this world has that it wants to pull you away from the things of God. But let me tell you, don't lose your heart out there. And old people, which to a young person is everyone over 25. Old people, 25 and up. Don't lose your heart out there. Don't lose your heart chasing these rabbit trails. Don't lose your heart out there being consumed by all the things that are going wrong. God is still on his throne. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's there. Let's just keep pushing. This long summer... These 104, 150, 190 days of what? It's time for us as the people of God to begin to determine that while the world may be crazy, while we may not know what's happening from one day to the next, as the people of God, we will pray. Lord, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, create in me a new heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. God, turn my eyes from worthless things. God, help me to seek you with all of my heart. This is how I stay awake but also alive, is by being connected to the word of God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, every time I read that verse, I think of the great crowd of witnesses that we are surrounded by. I was reading that verse last night as I prepared, and I began to think about some of the witnesses that we as a church body have praying for us. I kept thinking about Mama Betty. As teachers, we always want snow days, and we would pray for snow days, but not Mama Betty. She would say, oh, no, oh, no. We, we pray against snow. We don't want bad weather here, right? And I just thought, I thought, what would Mama Betty, what would these great cloud of witnesses as they sit up there in the presence of God, what would they be encouraging us to do? They'd be encouraging us to just stay focused on the same God that was God yesterday, that's still God today, and that will be God tomorrow. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, so let us throw off 
I throw off the news. I throw off worry. I throw off anxiety. I throw off fear. I throw off sin. I throw off everything that tangles me up. I throw it off and I run this race. I can't run this race when I'm falling asleep in a window. I can't run this race when I'm consumed with busyness. I can only run this race when I remember who I'm focused on in the first place. I got to run this race, not that one, not that one, not that one. I got to run this race. I got to run hard and fast after Jesus because he is the perfecter of our faith. Never forget the joy that was set before him. That joy was you. The joy of knowing that each and every one of you who chose to follow after him would spend eternity with him. The joy set before him of knowing that because of the sacrifice he was making, there would be no separation between God and his people. Because of the joy set before him, God endured the cross. Jesus bore it all on the cross because of the joy set before him. He scorned its shame. He endured it all so that he endured it all so that you would not grow weary and lose heart. So, I don't want to grow weary and I don't want to lose heart. It's been a lot of summer, a long summer, and let me tell you something. A lot of what's made it long is not over yet. It's not over. We don't have an end date. But we do have an eternity with Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to look towards. I'm not going to lose heart. I don't know what what the news is going to be tomorrow, but I'm not going to lose heart. I don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next, but I am not going to lose my heart out there. Jesus is too good. He is too faithful. His presence is too real. I will not give up now. I will not get distracted now. Let me tell you, the enemy loves the distracted people of God because distracted people don't pray. They don't love. They don't remember who God is. So if he can get us distracted, remember that distraction is more powerful than almost any sin that you can imagine because a distracted Christian doesn't pray and talk to God. A distracted Christian doesn't walk in the authority that Jesus Christ has given them. A distracted person of God has no value and use to the kingdom because they're not doing kingdom work. So listen, we are not going to allow ourselves to be distracted anymore. We are going to rise up and walk forward in who God has called us to be. So listen, we're going to pray over our young people, but over all of us. And every year we usually have all of our young people come up here and we lay hands on them. And we're not going to do that (laughs) because we're still doing our part. But here's the thing I know. I don't have to touch you to pray for you. I don't have to touch someone to send my, my prayers to them. The power of God transcends physical touch. So listen, wherever we are today, I want us just to stretch our hands towards heaven this morning as we begin to pray. A dear friend of mine shared a prayer 
that I found to be so um, perfect and powerful. This is from a family pastor in Murfreesboro who wrote this prayer. And and we're going to pray it, and then I'm going to kind of add a little bit more to it. But I want you to join me today, and we are going to pray over our teachers, our students, our parents, and this year. And then we're going to end by joining together and praying for God to help all of us. Awesome God, thank you for education in every form and for the unique gifts of every one of these students and teachers. As they transition into a new and unusual school year, bless them with confidence and hope. Equip them with abilities to proceed through these uncertain times with grace and compassion. Give them eyes to see the needs of those around them and a heart to love well. May they face each day with positivity, knowing that no matter what comes their way, they do not face it alone. God of grace, in a season of life when parenting decisions seem impossible to make, bless these parents with wisdom and understanding, flexibility, and compassion for themselves and others. Creative God, as we all find our way forward through these pandemic realities, inspire learning, encourage questions, provide opportunities for service, strengthen our gifts, expand our love, challenge our assumptions, embolden our forgiveness, and fuel our gratitude. Holy Spirit, bless these students and teachers and parents with your gifts as they begin this year of learning and assure them of your presence with them and your amazing love for them. God, I pray that your protection would surround them, that your healing power would flow through them. Lord, we walk into this year having no clue what it will look like, but we have every clue who you are. And so, God, we trust you. We trust you. We trust you. And we give our students and our teachers, our parents, God, we ask we just give them to you in prayer. God, I pray that you would challenge each and every one of us to remember to pray for our parents and teachers and students on a regular basis. May we keep them covered in prayer throughout this year. And may your healing power come in Jesus' name. All right, if you're here with me, I want to ask you to stand for just a moment as we pray. If you're at home today, you can stand or you can sit, whatever you want to do, but we're just going to make this commitment and prayer. These are the four points that I spoke on, and this is just the prayer that we're going to pray. I don't know about you, but who else needs to take a deep breath and let your spirit man rest in who God is? I need my faith to rise up stronger than my fears. So, Lord, we come before you today and we stand upon your word. We stand upon your promises. We stand upon who you are. And we thank you, God, for your goodness and your presence. Lord, this world is busy around us and there are so many things to distract us. And Lord, we don't want to be consumed by the busyness and overwhelming distractions of life. And Lord, we don't want to be lulled to sleep 
with the overwhelming weight and pressures of this life. Lord, we want to be fully alive in you. And so today, God, I pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will, God, but your will be done. Father, I pray that you would create in me, in each of us, create in us a new heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in us. God, turn our eyes from worthless things. Let us focus fully on you and your promises. Lord, help us to seek after you with all of our heart and not stray from your commands. God, help us to not lose our heart out there. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.